December 19th, 2013. Big Cat Rescue's involvement with the International Tiger Coalition in Saving Wild Tigers. We created this logo for them. November 5th, 2000, November 5th, 2009. We were drafting an answer to this question. Here's the question again. How can China's farms be phased out in terms of the animals and facilities themselves, as well as compensation for the owners of the farms? One, assessment and preparation of a plan for each facility. Two, assessment of existing management regime. The most important thing to do is stop the breeding. Neutering all of the males is quick and cheap. That can be done in just a few minutes by our vet and the biggest cost is the sedation. There's just an overwhelming temptation from what I see in pseudo sanctuaries to allow accidental breedings so that they have cubs to attract the public. Mandatory castration of existing males and neutering all new cubs at a few weeks of age will stop the increase of tigers in cages. On November 6, 2009, I reported this success from the International Tiger Coalition's conference call. Resulting from today's call below, summary is that we can petition the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to rescind their generic tiger exception so that all tigers have to be approved for breeding and used and use based on how that enhances wild populations, because that's the way the law reads. Just rescinding would be very easy, but we also want tougher restrictions on what, the constitu on what constitutes enhancement of wild populations and more record keeping and transparency. November 2nd, 2009. We were emailing with Judy, that was Judy why can't I think of her name? It's Judy who wrote The Blood of the Tiger. Judy Mills. Judy Mills. <laughs> and I need to write that in here before I forget it again. And I fought to try and garner votes for the chase contest, which would end up funding the International Tiger Coalition for a while. So we were trying to win a contest so that we could give the money to the coalition. December 8th, 2009, Lee Hendry of World Wildlife Fund, not WWW, of the, of the World Wildlife Web, reported, things are moving very quickly here at WWF on the U.S. tiger issue. It has caught the attention of our leadership team as something we can do as WWFUS in the U.S. for the Year of the Tiger. Our new Senior Vice President for Communications seems likely to throw resources behind the effort. And news on the FWS front is that after a success, successful WWF meeting with Dan Ash, they have removal of the generic tiger exemption from the CBW permit slated for the Federal Register in the first quarter of 2010. At the state level, we were trying to come up with the top five worst states in regards to captive tigers, and I suggested if you can only have five, I would trade South Carolina for North Carolina, as that is where Tigers, Antle's place, is based, and in Florida. So it would stop the nation's largest tiger dealer from being able to move cats back and forth across state lines and having them disappear into his other home state. The way it works is he says he's sending, this is my opinion, the way it works is he says he is sending tigers from his Florida facility to South Carolina, but no one in South Carolina would ever know or care if they actually arrived, and vice versa. As long as he doesn't openly transfer them with a paper trail to someone else, USDA is clueless as to where the cats are. 
February 25th, 2010. With the wins from the chase contest, Judy posted, again, that was Judy Mills, the ITC booth at the CITES COP generously sponsored by Big Cat Rescue will be number R3, located in the foyer of the Sheraton Conference Center. The booth will feature International Tiger Coalition information materials, a continuous feed of International Tiger Coalition videos, and tiger-striped giveaways, such as lanyards from which to hang the COP15 identification badges. This was at CITES. March 12, 2010, Judy reported from the CITES meeting in Doha. The International Tiger Coalition booth opened for business today, and delegates, observers, and even the CITES Secretariat staff already are wearing their COP15 identification badges on our tiger-striped lanyards. March 13, 2010, the Peninsula reported, over 1,500 delegates representing more than 170 governments, indig indigenous people, non-governmental organizations, and businesses are attending the World Conference. March 23, 2013, Judy reported to the International Tiger Coalition, We had a confirmation of this morning's COP Committee, too, that the following three decisions will be retained for at least three more years until COP 16. And that's 14.69, very important one. And it says, parties with intensive operations breeding tigers on a commercial scale shall implement measures to restrict the captive population to a level supportive only to conserving wild tigers. Tigers should not be bred for trade in their parts and derivatives. And it's this 14.69 ruling that I think the USDA and US Fish and Wildlife Service have totally missed the boat on because it clearly says parties with intensive operations breeding tigers. Okay, think Antle, GW Zoo, Nick Skulak, Mario Tabro, um, McCarthy's Wildlife Center, all of these places that are breeding all of these cubs, Jeff Lowe, that's commercial that's intensive commercial breeding, and it doesn't do anything to, as it says, um, help the captive population. So if you're doing all of that breeding, it's restricted only to captive population to a level supportive only to conserving wild tigers. None of those cats can ever go free. None of them can serve any kind of conservation value. And so that should have stopped back then, which was, well... <laughs> should have stopped a lot further back. But when we were making all this noise in 2010, it should have absolutely been the end of it. March 29th, 2010, Judy reported how this played out for tigers. While the EU's proposal to strengthen the ABC resolution came at the request of the Standing Committee, this fact was lost on the COP. Because the proposal did not have the range state co-proponent China and its allies easily convinced tiger range countries, they call them TRCs, and the COP, that's the Convention of Parties, that the proposal was being imposed on Asia by the West. China opposed the proposal outright, saying it preferred the voluntary Hua Hin Declaration on Tiger Conservation to a strengthened CITES resolution on ABCs, which included an option for using compliance measures to inspire implementation. India, and other tiger range countries intervened to support China in supposing the EU proposal, citing issues of sovereignty and making commitments to work regionally and bilaterally to stop the illegal tiger trade. 
Fortunately, India and some other Tiger Range countries were married to keeping Decision 14.69 against tiger farming in place. Thanks to a great deal of behind-the-scenes effort by India, the UK, and the CITES Secretariat, International Tiger Coalition members and others, the decision endured. So we survived an attack by everybody trying to get rid of that protection. The highlight. The International Tiger Coalition booth was a big success. It was in a great location, looked inviting, offered a lot of materials of interest to the CITES parties, and attracted many, many delegates, giving us priceless opportunities to relay our messaging and help parties understand our concerns. Wild aid demanding PSAs were a big draw, as were the many tiger stripe souvenirs we gave away. Big Cat Rescue deserves our collective thanks for making the booth possible. April 26, 2010, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announces their intention to remove the generic tiger loophole. And then I gave the um, place where they had posted that online. June 23, 2010, lion burgers served at the World Cup. August 12, 2010, Carol reported to Judy on the 90-day finding on a petition to delist the tiger. The status review was not initiated, and I gave the e-docket. Carol stated, I may not be understanding this, but it looks to me like someone asked to delist the tiger, and although it took them five years to figure it out, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service decided that delisting the tiger wasn't warranted. Duh. I really hope they don't take that long to jerk around on the rescinding of the generic tiger loophole. <laughs> but they did. Yeah. Longer, actually. Six years longer. October 22, 2010. Lee Henry reported on the World Wildlife Fund and CEQ Tiger Summit meeting. ASK regulations U.S. captive tigers to ensure they can't il enter illegal trade by Lee. And then these were the bullet points. U.S. captive tigers are linked to the international trade issue. Discuss trade threats and need to ensure U.S. tigers are not contributing to illegal trade. Background on traditional Chinese medicine, wild preference, removal of tigers from official pharmacopoeia, Use U.S. tigers, 5,000 compared to 3,200 in the wild, many unwanted, poorly regulated, which equals opportunity. Mention Fish and Wildlife Service and the Animal Plant Inspection Service recommendations, as well as ask for federal legislation to require an overarching tiger registry not just trade threat, but political issues as well. U.S. needs to clean up our own backyards to maintain leadership on tiger conservation. CITES resolution applicable, U.S. is non-compliant because we have all these people breeding tiger cubs for pay-to-play schemes. Mention of the, tiger chi the mention of the China tiger farms and how China points a finger at U.S. when asked to close farms. Priority, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service needs to publish a proposed rule in the Federal Register to remove generic tiger exemption before the summit. Priority, U.S. should create, either under existing law or new law, a central reporting system and database for all captive tigers in the U.S. without exception. Yeah, we've been asking for this for now 12 years. To which Carol responded, thank you for such a clear summary and especially for so much focus on ending the captive trade that provides the legal cover for illegal activity. November 9, 2010, Carol responded to Judy's report, U.S. State Department meeting for NGOs in advance of the International Tiger Forum in Russia, November 9, 2010, by saying, 
Thank you so much for the detailed notes. It was almost as good as being there. I take it that U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is still sitting on their hands about rescinding the generic tiger loophole for breeders in the U.S.? Yes, they were. November 9, 2010, Judy proposed a pre-summit statement along with Coleman O'Criodin, Debbie Banks, Grace Gabrielle, and Kristen Noel, but Carol suggested this at edit. You guys know a lot more about this than I do, but I feel compelled to ask. I wonder if rewording this, we stand ready to assist and support Tiger Range countries in developing and implementing strategies that ensure an end to all trade in tiger parts and derivatives to, that was what we were going to say, and this is what I thought they should say. We stand ready to assist and support Tiger Range countries in developing and implementing strategies that ensure an end to all commercial tiger trade might be more effective. I don't know how AZA zoos go about trading tigers, but I am guessing that they don't buy or sell them, since it's very hard to catch people with the parts and derivatives, but easy to catch them with live tigers then maybe the way to end the trade is to call it commercial trade rather than focus on the dead cats. This could help us crack down on all of the breeding for the illegal trade that is being masked by the legal trade. My language was rejected, but I kept trying. November 4th, 2010, responding to Judy's email, sending out a news story where India was claiming to be a founding member of the Global Tiger Initiative after all of the Indian NGOs pulled out in protest at the inclusion of the World Bank, Carol reported. Great call in the morning and so happy to have you back. I had to leave by 9.46 and you were just starting to get some consensus on the message. Looking forward to the minutes. We'll be on Headline News Friday, not tomorrow, with Jane Velez Mitchell discussing Tony the Truck Stop Tiger. And she has another guest, James Garrison. Jane, <laughs> no, not James Garrison. Jane Garrison from LA, who will be talking about the Tiger Temple debacle. November 19th, 2010, the final statement by the International Tiger Coalition for the summit was not worded as strongly to protect live tigers as Carol would have liked, but we endorsed the stated goal of strengthening the effectiveness of existing tiger trade bans with an aim of eradicating all trade in all tiger parts, products, and derivatives. This is critical to the achievement of doubling tiger numbers by 2022, which at least opened the door to cover live tiger trading. January 20th, 2011, The Telegraph reports, China has banned animal circuses and warned its zoo that they must stop abusing animals or face closure. The ban will also force zoos to stop selling animal parts in their shops and zoo restaurants and will have to stop serving dishes made out of rare animals, another widespread practice. Yeah, that's what they said. It's not what they did for a long time. Like, <clears throat> I'm not sure that they've done it at all yet. Similarly, zoos will no longer be able to pull the teeth of baby tigers so that tourists can hold them and will have to stop attractions where live chickens, goats, cows, or even horses are sold to visitors who can then watch them be torn apart by cats. The Chinese government has now issued a total ban, which came into a force on Tuesday across the 300 state-owned zoos, which are part of the China Zoo Association. February 25, 2011, TaiVisa.com reported that six tiger cubs were seized in a raid of a weapons dealer and that tigers can fetch $30,000 on the black market and despite their endangered status, continue to be purchased for their bones and organs used in medicines while their skins are prized as trophies and ornaments. July 28, 2012, introduced Judy Mills to Brian Christie, who wrote The Lizard King. 
February 25th, 2012, we offered to help EIA, that's the Investigative International Association, I think, <clears throat> something like that. Uh, I love EIA, I just don't know what their acronym stands for. We offered to help support EIA's efforts for tigers at the upcoming CITES meeting, but they never got back to us with a specific way to help or an amount. March 28, 2013, Judy wrote to the International Fund for Animal Welfare, Howard and Carol, saying, I've recently returned from nearly three weeks in Bangkok for the CITES COP. Several countries, including China, brought up U.S. tigers as a domestic trade problem equal to or greater than China's tiger farms. One does have to appreciate that at least China knows where its captive tigers are. But this remains a huge red herring, tit-for-tat reason for China to ignore the CITES decision that says tiger farms should be phased out. What transpired in Bangkok was alarming on several fronts. For tigers, the most significant was China and South Africa working toward legalizing rhino horn trade, which would require China to lift its 1993 ban on trade in tiger bone and rhino horn, opening a Pandora's box of demand for the bones of wild tigers. But I do not write today about tiger farms. I write to ask you, I write to, I write to you seeking an update on U.S. tigers, as I would like to close my book with an update on what good news may be unfolding. For your information, there is very good news coming out of China too, just not from the CITES meeting. I was interested to read this morning in the New York Times about the continuing battle to retire Tony the Tiger from his truck stop home in Grosstet, Louisiana. Any chance he'll be living out his final years at Big Cat Rescue? Specifically, I write to ask for updates on the current status of 1. U.S. legislation to register, monitor, and perhaps reduce the population of captive tigers in the U.S. 2. The current status of the Baskins versus Joe Schreibvogel and Joe versus the Baskins. 3. The current status of Louisiana's Tony the Tiger. Will he retire at Big Cat Rescue? Thank you in advance for all your time. All my best, Judy. Howard responded, the federal bill is stronger than register, monitor, perhaps reduce. The bill would ban, the ban, the bill would ban breeding and possession, grandfathering in the current population who would die out with a few exceptions. Tracy is the best source for the latest. Since the Congress ended December 31st, the bill died and Tracy has worked, Tracy was with Form Free. Uh, Tracy is working on reintroducing it along with some amendments. Carol responded, The only way we would end up with Tony is if the state or USDA seized him. That is how we initially became involved in 2009. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries had cited Sandlin and called me to come get Tony. Sandlin got an injunction to stop us, so we hired an attorney for Tony. After we exhausted the county issue of Sandlin having tigers illegally since 1993, with the county making a retroactive exception for Sandlin, we didn't think there was any more we could do, but the Animal Legal Defense Fund then took up the case and remains in court to this day. Michael Sandlin has said that hell will freeze over before he would send Tony to Big Cat Rescue. When I spoke to the New York Times reporter, he said Sandlin told him that if he sent Tony anywhere, it would be to Joe Schreibvogel. I told the reporter that as bad as I thought that was for Tony, it was still better than being at a truck stop. The only thing the reporter wanted to ask me about was whether or not Tony's cage was a sufficient size. I told him that our efforts to remove Tony were not based on the cage size, but the fact that the tiger was suffering the continuous harassment of motorists, their dogs, and the noise and fumes of a 24-hour truck stop. 
December 19, 2013. Sadly, poaching of tigers in 2013 has been the highest in the past seven years. Data compiled by the Wildlife Protection Society of India shows. The seizure of two more tiger skins from Burana area of Korkba Tiger Reserve in Uttarakhand on Monday has taken this year's figure to 39, as again 31 last year. While the total number of tiger deaths at 76 is less compared to last year's 89, the number of poaching cases has shot up much to the dismay of conservationists. <sighs> it's been a long, hard slog.